time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 11 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. I am joined wonderfully today by what the one and only normal bloke, uh, Denith Lamb Gamma himself. Um, hopefully I pronounced that surname right. Feel free to correct me, my man. You nearly got it, mate. Liana Gamma, but I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> so Denith uh, is uh, becoming a bit of a name down here. He's a, he's a current um, coach for the a Team Australian WTC team. Um Look, he's looking forward to, to getting stuck in at that level of um, play in Australia, and he's certainly a man on the move. He runs tournaments, runs a podcast. Uh, feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug him, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on uh, Art of War Down Under. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to, to be on this amazing show. Um, I've known Adam and some, some of the guys for a little while. Um, we were on the Normal Works podcast, me, Luke, uh, Liam Hackett, and Jordan. Um, we've been running it for a couple of years, um, covering, you know, local and international stuff, uh, tactics, list talk, stuff like that, uh, new releases. So feel free to check us out at the Normal Blokes 40K podcast. Um, hit us up on Facebook or on iTunes, Spotify. But uh, yeah, it's great to be on, man. Yeah, it's actually a really, really interesting story me and Denise have as uh, content yeah. creators. I Ages ago, ages and ages ago, <laughs> now, it feels like ancient history, but it's only about three and a half years ago yeah, now. Wow. Um, I was I was doing a, a little little podcast called Game Against the Grain, where I was pretty much playing, playing Black Templars mm-hmm. um, and trying to get better at the game through playing a horrible army and trying to kind of documenting that journey. And uh, I remember I went to a CanCon, I brought a meme list, I brought Triple Bane Blades because I thought I was... A sick. I was thought I was cool or something. <laughs> and um, uh, Denise was there, and him and him and Luke is other co one of the other co-hosts of Normal Blokes. They came up to me and I started chatting to me, saying they were going to start a podcast. And I was like, "Shit, yeah, dude!" I was so happy that I was able to inspire <laughs> someone to do that. And yeah. um, and then shortly after that, I stopped producing content, and uh, I I like dropped the ball, and they really picked it up and ran with it. You guys are up to what you seventy episodes or something. Oh, yeah, now? and next episode will be seventy. Yeah, so um, outrageous. Yeah, we didn't think we'd get past like five, so we're we're pretty happy to be here. <laughs> Well, I just want to tell you that you guys continuing and persevering and just continuing to put out content really inspired me to do so as well. So wow. hopefully we've Thanks, come man. full circle now in this little chain of events. And uh, yeah, it's just a funny, funny thing, this community and these friendships, these connections you make. But yeah. enough of the foreplay, enough of the, enough of the <laughs> chip chat. We're, me and Denise are here to talk about uh, Tempestus Scions. Now, I was, I, I, I had a, a few people, few of the patrons request that we do some guard or some sisters before before um, essentially the new codex has come out. So we've got codexes have uh, been announced that we're going to be getting pre-orders on the 3rd of October and then both the Necrons and the Space Marines are going to be released on the 10th. And due to that, I'm trying to chuck out as much of the like the little little um, fringe case um, content pieces before then as I can just to get a bit of love out of there into those uh, smaller ones before we're kind of shackled to the release schedule of G-Dub and have to pretty much mm-hmm. review the codexes as they come out. Now, I'm pretty excited about those codexes, though, because I think it's going to be some really exciting content for you guys, hopefully. And, of course, mm-hmm. I'm just excited for the game to evolve and to get a picture of ninth edition. But Scions, baby. Me and Denise, we're both oh. stupidly passionate about Scions. Denise plays them. They're, they're, they're part of most of your lists, yeah? Yeah, most of my recent lists, pretty much in the last, like, four or five months as ninth uh, progressed, had some Scions in it, yeah. Fantastic. And I'll be, I was playing them for, in. they were part of my GT winning lists from last year. They've been a part of the list that I've run this year so far. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about them as well. And there's something that 
they're not quite under the radar, but I don't think they're getting the recognition they deserve. And I think maybe that is because we're in a space marine meta. But um, mm. what are your th- what were you, what are your thoughts and what are your thoughts of this document? Because we're talk- going to be talking about um, the Militarum Tempest. It's essentially like pseudo codex that we got in mm. um, the Greater Good Psychic Awakening. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Greater Good when it when it came out, we were in eighth, and there are a lot of things in eighth that uh, were not going well for the little guardsmen. Um, mm. <laughs> one of one of them yeah. was doctrines everywhere, um, which is not ideal. Um, so it was really nice and refreshing to have, I guess, an, a new set of rules that we could use. Um, you know, not just adding like physical power to you know damage output and things like that, but yeah. just adding new ways to to play the scions and, and making you know specific specific units more viable which we'll go into a bit later mm. um like bringing back like vehicles and, and bringing back like jumping out of yeah. Valkyries for some some regiments you know that was really cool and fresh and it may not have been the strongest thing at the time um but it was definitely you know a bit of a wake-up call for people saying hey by mm. the way we can now do this with the scions yeah, exactly right. I think you hit the nail on the head as well. Like doctrines and the fact that centurions was such a polarizing element of the the eighth edition meta towards the end, it really kept scions down because scions, mm. you know, if you drop down within twelve of them to try and kill them, they all spec scanned and demolished you. Yeah, and then gone. if you did drop down with like let's say a bunch of plasma, they uh, either popped a five up, feel no pain, or six up from a, an apothecary, or they did transhuman. They were just actually invincible to what they were bringing. But I think this book, it gave a lot of dynamics, a lot of different facets, and we're going to jump into those, and we're going to hit this cover to cover. So yeah. starting off, we got regiments. Mm-hmm. Now, I do, want to, I do want to caveat everything we're about to go through now, because we're going to do this cover to cover in order that it's presented to us in this codex. I'm just going to say, it's not presented especially well <laughs> at all. It's, yeah. it's a horrible format and a horrible layout, and anybody who owns this book can probably attest to that. But this is really the last time they did this kind of hodgepodge, kind of messed up release didn't they all the all the psychic awakens after this were really well formatted right yeah like war of the spider was perfect like you, you go through the custodes and everything's mm. like on a certain page but this is a uh, yeah mate it's a maze but we'll get there <laughs> we will get there so starting off with the regimental doctrines so they do have stormtroopers in here for those who don't know what stormtroopers was that was the essentially the what you got in the Astro Militarum Codex for um, Militarum Tempestus. And it gave you, essentially, it gave you exploding sixes, yeah? That, that's pretty much all you mm-hmm. got, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you're in half range, yeah. Yeah, in half range. And so all these ones, so we've got six new ones. Now, some of these some of these seem like exactly the same thing written in different ways. And we're going to touch on those in a bit. But the first one from here is um, Death from the Dark, 54 Cyan Jackals, which is a cool color scheme for those of you who know it. Um, mm-hmm. Each model destroyed by an attack. Uh, by a model with this doctrine in your shooting phase is treated as two destroyed models in the following morale phase. This this was I think even when this came out, you and I were really excited about this one. Bro, yeah? I wish this was good, right? Like I wish this, Me too. this I wish <laughs> this doctrine, because it's got some cool stuff associated with it. I wish yeah. morale played enough of a part for this to be good. Um mm. but yeah. Well, Exactly right. In eighth edition, this was like, oh, wow, this could actually be really good. Except most of the armies people were bringing were just fearless. Yeah. Yep. Like especially in Australia, we played into a horde meta. No one gave two. <laughs> no one really cared at all but uh yeah do you see this having any merit in ninth look i mean it could um because here's the thing like with with certain archetypes like your big hordes of orcs and stuff or tyrannids don't care but um mm. when you're looking at the msu armies that don't have a high leadership like if you're looking at marines let's say you got a leadership eight unit and you kill three dudes hey that all of a sudden counts as six dudes and that's a, a unit yeah. that has a high leadership what happens with the unit that might not, you know, like a five-man unit that has a leadership six or seven or like a, a ten-man yeah. guard unit, you know, that has a leadership, I think, six or seven. So then it starts adding up. Um, mm. But it really depends what everyone else is playing, right? Like it's it's kind of a pick on what else is around. It's not always going to be strong. So it's a bit interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it, it, I, I don't especially think it's got a lot of play in the meta at the moment, but I do think it is exciting versus um, certain matchups. Like mm. the ones I think of are Harlequins and Custodes, yeah. things that, or, or even Death Guard, things that are hard to kill but are a super elite. Yeah. Like you think of a unit of, let's say, someone, someone for some reason brings um, six Custody Guard. Let's just say that on top of their yeah. heads. You manage to kill four of them. They're leadership nine, aren't they? They, they you know, oh, so that nine, counts yeah. eight models, eight no, a models dead. You always auto pass on a one, so yeah. it doesn't matter. You've killed them down to auto passing on a one anyway. Any model you kill, any extra models you would kill from a, a unit like a custard guard unit, it's just absolute gravy. It's just a, such a bonus. Um, but at the same time, like if you let's say you took let's say you took cyan jackals to a five round event, yeah, one of those five maybe it's clutch. The other yeah. four, you couldn't care less. So. Moving on, you want to grab the next one? Yeah, man. Um, so Land and Lions, um, that's the next one. So I, I feel in any any book there are some that have, like, obvious power and there's other things that have hidden power. And I feel this one was the obvious power. So um, yep. improve the armor penetration characteristic of weapons uh, that models its doctrine are equipped with by one. So AP0 becomes AP1. So this yeah. immediately <laughs> gives you doctrines, essentially. It is, and it's it's uh, now the doctrines have been changed. This is just army wide doctrines, all game, yep. all day, everything and everything in the army, everything that has um, auto tempestus, everything that has this regiment doctrine as an extra rent, phenomenally good, yeah, yeah, a- a- amazing man. Like it, it, it pushes things over like a little cusp um, a lot of the time. Like if you look at uh, a Torox Prime with the Gatling cannon, right? Like those yeah. altar shots are almost useless at neg zero but then you push it to neg one it's like wow these actually do something and pushing your hot shots to neg three means you start mm. affecting stuff more and you start not caring about you know the multiple armies that can ignore neg one and neg two ap now like there's little things yep. that make it you know make it quite powerful um so yeah i think the obvious power was definitely around this one when it first came out when people were talking about it yeah I agree. So far, this is my favorite one. So the, mm-hmm. this is the one that I find the most useful, and we'll get to more reasons why. Because this one, yes. um, for uh, for other reasons, it feels like the most complete of the, yeah, the doctrines, the most complete of the of the regiments. We but won't uh, reveal anything from... too early. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just some foreshadowing. What, what do you mean revealing? This thing's been out for like six months. But well, uh, anyway, more traits and things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, there's so much use here, especially when people think that we're in a space marine meta. Maybe that's changing with the codex release. But man, going from uh, Ren two to Ren three on hotshot las guns, and then Ren three to Ren four on things like plasma guns, huge, uh, just huge. seems incredibly powerful, doesn't it? Yeah, you can drop on like a, a Lehman Rust or something, and you know, Scions naturally having the order to reroll wounds against vehicles. Um, you know, you, you can do a lot of damage onto vehicles that don't have invos with something like mm. this. Yeah. yeah, absolutely right. All right, up to the next one. Yep. So, did you jump over Theotoid Eagles, or is that how it's laid out in your document, mate? It might be another situation where we're we're looking at two different documents. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do the Theotoid Eagles. So this is yeah, true, go for a strike. Uh, we're resolving attack man with a ranged weapon by modeling this doctrine against a unit that is within half range, and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. It is exactly the same as the Stormtroopers from Ages of Old, except it's not a six plus. Yeah. Um, so it is unmodified. So it's both better and worse for different yeah, the, reasons. The other uh, thing I'll add is um, it's not actually making an additional attack. You score an additional hit so it's just objectively better yeah well that's exactly right it's objectively better unless you can buff it to five plus explodings for some whatever reason yeah. like a yeah. radio medellin a specialist psyker or whatnot but yeah apart from that it's just a better version of the other one so it doesn't yes. matter if you're shooting through a forest doesn't matter if they've got my asthma up always yep. going to get exploding exploding sixes but yep. there's really much else to talk about there that's it you go yeah. to the next one um what's the next one on your sheet mate i'll just go a few uh Iodin dragons Odin Dragon. So um, this is cool, and I really – so there's a few more remaining that we'll go through, and I think 
they encourage you to play a certain way and it, it benefits you to play a certain way, like deep striking units. Mm-hmm. And Odin Dragons is one of them. Add six to the range of rapid fire weapons models with this doctor equipped with. So one of the biggest things that got in my head is you can't rapid fire a deep strike with hotshots. And this changed that. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, essentially just doubling, if you were to take a 10-man unit of hotshot um, las guns, it literally doubles the shots yeah, of the deep it's, strike. it's amazing. Yeah, and that's before and a then first, when you, first rank, yeah. Exactly. Then when you, you yeah, and when you're first rank fire, it's essentially like adding adding uh, two thirds or three quarters to your output. It's mm-hmm. actually phenomenally powerful, isn't it? Yeah. But it, it, I think this one is a little. It's more of a meta pick. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to get massive value out of uh, out of las gun shots, then absolutely this thing is, yeah. is potent. Um, but yeah. the thing is, like the and the other thing that it's really good for is letting you keep things like plasma guns safer when you don't have exactly. you can deep strike eight like uh, was it 15 inches away rather than 12 inches away. Yeah. That, yeah. So, like so um, good. Well, see, there's a huge issue there because you deep strike 12 inches away and you shoot and you don't kill them, you're getting essentially a six-inch charge Mm -hmm. uh, in the return. But if you're 15 inches away, nine-inch charge, much bigger difference. Yeah, yeah. And even the fact that, like, Harlequins exist in the current meta, and we'll probably talk about this a bit later, but adding six-inch to your range is a bit just a bit nicer when they've they've got stuff that can neg your range as well. That's a really good point. Really good point there, man. Because yeah. uh, otherwise, they would take you out of rapid fire with um, yeah. your plasma guns, take it up. Yeah, yeah. They would actually screw with all your metrics. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, really good pickup. So, Mobilized Infantry, Capic Eagles is the next one. Now, this one is actually my favorite. This yeah. is my favorite one. This isn't the one I use. This, is, this isn't the one I use. So this is my favorite it's one. It's so cool, though, uh, yeah. If, yeah, infantry models with this doctrine do not suffer the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. Uh, when resolving an attack made by a model with this doctrine, in a turn in which it disembarks from a transport, add one to the hit roll. Mm-hmm. So, really cool. Oh, man, yeah. So good. I, I was going to add, it, it plays into two things. And, and the first thing, you know, I guess it plays into is Scions that drop out of that transport, be it a Valkyrie, be it a, you know, a Tarox or Tarox Prime, they immediately get so much benefit from this um, to the point where, you know, you're not overcharging your plasmas and things like that. The other thing is, you know, obviously with ninth edition when vehicles got the, well, it's only infantry essentially that cop the penalty for moving and firing heavy weapons. Guess what? Now your whole army yep. is fine. You can just roll around with the hot yes. shot polygons. Like it's, it's, it's so yep. nice. Yeah. So it turns your infantry into pseudo Talan with the added yep. benefit of just getting like the gravy plus one to hit on the on the off the disembark. Things like hot shot volley guns get the most mileage out of this, yeah. Of course, yeah, hundred oh, percent. Like you, you do the math on like you're essentially becoming a custard, <laughs> like rolling out of a transport, yeah. hitting on twos, rolling ones. Um, like it's so good. Well, because uh, without this one, if they, if they disembark, they'd be hitting on fours. With yep. this, they hit on twos. Yep. It's, it's a it's a cheeky way of getting a pl- essentially a plus two to hit bonus that's, that's in it. ninth edition on a, on a on a thing that you couldn't otherwise get. Really huge fan of this, and this plays. I love the mechanized aspect of mm-hmm. science. Yeah, um, I do like at, at com- top level com- uh, competitive play. I do agree that I think you're just better off buying more bodies in in so many cases. Which yeah. and we'll get to the the metrics of the ins and outs of, of building effective lists probably in part two. Uh, but yeah, this I, I love this one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to hear us with the last one? Mate, this is my favorite. The, these are my this boys. This is your favorite. These yeah. are my boys. Um, <laughs> the Iod- Ninth Iodon Gorgons, Resolute Heroism. Um, when resolving an attack made with ranged weapons by infantry models with this doctrine against the closest enemy unit, an unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Now, the reason I, I like them is not the, you know, the, the regimental <laughs> bonus. It's the other stuff. But uh, it is great, like, when that plasma gun or when that melter gun just spawns an extra shot. And mm. the fact that it's not limited to rapid-fire weapons is really nice. Like, it's, it's yep. yeah. But there's another, a few other well, things only, to talk about. Yeah. There are, though, there actually are no range limits. The only limits is yep. the range of your weapon and whatever's closest. Yep, that's so it. with clever, permission, clever positioning, you can really make this work for you in a lot of situations. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Big fan. 
Um, especially when you use this on things like Torox, Torox Primes that have, you know, 30-odd shots. Yeah, they yeah. really do just start rolling and rolling um, in exponentially. So of the, of the pick there, I think we've pretty much alluded to what our favorite one, yeah. <laughs> ones are. So your favorite is the the uh, Gorgons. Gorgonia. Yeah. What do you call them? Uh, Iodin Gorgons or Gorgons, whatever you want Gorgons. to call them, man. Yeah. Um, I call them the, 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 the Gorgonies just for the lols. <laughs> <laughs> the Gorgonies, let's call them that. So, I mean, I, I feel like, let's not beat around the bush. The raw power is obviously Lambden lines with doctrines, right? Like you, your yes. output is huge, it is. but then you can mm. kind of pick which one you want to go with on how you play, which I really like. Like if you're running the mechanized, um, you know, out of transports, the Kappa Keeble, the Eagles are just awesome. Or if you want to go, you know, mm. hotshot heavy, it's awesome. If you're going to go, you know, deep strike heavy, the Odin Dragons actually have a really good case against the Lambton Mines if you want to just get rock yep. shots on the drop. Um, and like you said, yep. really good point, you know, keeping your plasma safe. That's that's really important because most of the time, like that plasma drop gets one round of shooting and it rarely gets a second round. Yeah. Um, what if people can't just, just can't reach you and you get two rounds of shooting? Like you're just getting so much bang for your buck there. So. Well, and, usually, and a lot of times the difference between those three inches could be the difference between you getting all your models into cover or not. Oh, yeah. And man. just being able to have just being able to have that gift of those extra three inches to play with yeah. can make all the difference in the world. But yeah. um, I, I, what I really like about this is they, uh, although two of them seem exactly the same, mm-hmm. and one of them is with the new morale phase seems utterly, unfortunately, redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three are, are built into, you just build yeah, into those. that's it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the land and line one seems like the all comers. Seems like it's going to be evergreen. No matter what style of sign list you build, you are going to get a stupid amount of mileage. But the mm. other two, like it's just like a just sp- spam rapid fire. The other one, spam mechanized, spam hot shots. Yeah. Um, I really think that's exciting. Yeah, and and like you said, Adam, like those two like doctrines, they actually throw the maths hugely heavily. Like when you do it, like the land and lines increasing your AP by one is good all the time. It's like a it's like mm. a low grade little buff. But the actual maths that changes with the Iodin Dragons and the Capic Eagles, you know, getting the pluses tip, getting the extra shots, it's like double. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. if you're using just those situations, maybe it's better to go those ones. So it's, it's quite nice to have mm. those options. There's not just one to pick. Yeah, exactly right. I, I do agree. A jumping over, we're gonna, so this, this, this goes in order of uh, regimental doctrines and then into heirlooms or uh, yeah. relics. Yeah. So the first one here is the Hound's Teeth. So this is... Mm. Um, uh, the Cyan Jackals, specific because these are all specific to one of the the regiments. Yeah. So this one is a model equipped with a chainsaw only. This relic replaces the chainsaw as a following profile: um, strength plus one, minus two, damage two. When the bearer fights, it makes three additional attacks with this weapon. When resolving an attack made with this weapon against an Eldar unit, you can re-roll the wound roll. I I have a personal policy of never getting excited about melee weapons on guard units, but tell me I'm wrong, Denise. I mean. <laughs> It's it's like a teeth of terror light, right? Like it's it's pretty yeah. much like a set. What's it? A normal um, tempestus has three or four attacks around that mark, and then three you get attacks. three more attacks. Yeah. yeah. So like you're getting six attacks hitting on threes at strength four, neg two, two damage. I mean, you may as well just take a single outrider to do the same thing, right? Like, it's, <laughs> like oh yeah. man, like yeah. And there are some other cool relics and stuff in here that you might like. You might even just take. Like it, it's interesting because you have got to compare these relics to the whole guard book, right? Like, yes, you do. Yeah, it's, so, it's this weird duality, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, is this better than Kirov's Aquila or or something of that nature? So, um, look, mm. I mean, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. Like, it's all fun and games to get your Tempestus Prime into combat that probably shouldn't be in there. Like, yeah, I'll, let's. I'll leave this one on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, look, honestly, if you were playing into like a 
So if you if you knew you were playing into an Eldari heavy Eldari heavy meta and you could still customize your relics on the fly and you just happen to be taking uh, like Cyan Jackals, hundred percent you buy this every Harlequin game. Like hundred percent you buy it every Harlequin game. One day he's but, gonna uh, run in and kill like four shining spears, right? Exactly. Oh, no, he's gonna he's gonna take down like that troop that sooner that troop master yeah, the player yeah. troop master goes in kills ten guys. He's gonna go and he's gonna smoke him. Yeah, and that yeah. one time that he does out of ten games versus Harlequins is gonna be like he's the best. He's the best man in the world. Oh, he's mate. a true primark. This guy. Yeah. Um, you want to grab us the next one? Fire of judgment. So it's a Theodore Eagles uh, relic. So it is a it replaces a Hotshot Las pistol um, and it's range twelve pistol two strength three. But when resolving attack made an attack made with this weapon, a successful hit inflicts one mortal wound on the target, and the attack sequence ends. So it's essentially two shots uh, for a chance to get mortal wounds. So um, yeah. oh, I don't get yeah, it's, it's exactly the same thing we talked about on um, the chainsword, right? Well, so this one has some applications when we get to the stratagem section. I'll probably mm-hmm. refer back to this then. But yep. yeah, just on face value, doesn't seem so hot, does it? I mean, yeah, like I said, it's, it's what you give up sometimes, right? Like it's it's or yeah. is it worth the CP to get the extra relic or you know, is is it worth it? I mean, your character's gotta be twelve inches away, probably not ideal. Um, you know, you're, you're probably in an awkward position anyway. On top of that, mm. one to two mortal wounds, is that going to be as big an impact as yes, another relic? Maybe not. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. All right. I'll jump over to the next one for me is a refractive field generator. So this is the Land and Lions relic. So um, models have a five plus invulnerable save whilst they're within six of a model from your army with this <laughs> with this relic. Pretty cut and dry. Five plus invuln bubble for models, not units. Models within within six inches. So there is zero invuln saves in the Militarum Tempestus uh, faction. Your your command squads, your commanders, nothing gets an inbound save. Your Toraxes, nobody. This is the only way to get it, which all automatically means it's premium. Yeah, this is the money, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's what, what are the what are the applications here? Do you use this on a big bubble of troops, or do you use it on yeah. vehicles? Where do you see it? The, it gets the most mileage. Well, it, it it I guess it revolves around what you want to put in the land and lions list. I mean, immediate power in the land and lions, you, you get a lot of value out of the Toraxes. Um, the question mm. you ask, I guess, is, like you said before, Adam, are the Toroxes worth spending versus more Guardsmen? Um, and I guess if the rest of your list is, let's say, three tank commanders and a couple of Basilisks or Manticore, sure, add some Toroxes in because no one's going to shoot a five-up in Torox when, <laughs> right. when Russes are pounding you, right? So um, I think there definitely is merit depending on the rest of the army. I, I've personally played mm. this with anywhere between three and 11 Torox Primes, and I loved it. <laughs> Oof. But, um, Oof. But, the thing is, it, it's, it's really a, a question of how deep you dive into the rabbit hole with this because yeah. first off, it forces you to bubble up, which is not bad. Like you can do a full drop where you drop a lot of units mm. into a, into an area and you can bubble up. Um, but then you start asking the question, you know, there'll be games where you can't do that or other games you're going to walk up the board with a five-up invo. Well, there's there's cheaper ways to do that with other guardsmen and Imperium factions like yeah. Inquisitors. So. You know, you've, you've really got to toss up the kind of army you want to play. I think it's very strong because, like you said, there's no other way for Silence to get an info. Mm. Yeah, and you can combine this Where with I... another. Sorry, you can combine with this with other stuff down the track, yeah. So I like it. I like doing both of them. I like it starting this guy. If, this, if I take this or take Land of Mines, I like starting this guy on the board. And because if, if I'm if I'm taking a if I'm taking a mech army, usually it's going to be say um, a 60-40 Scions to to guard. I'm going to yeah. have tank commanders, going to have medicals, going to have yeah. things of that ilk. Yeah. Um, 
And if if, if with with priority, so there's a, there's a thing that happens for all guard players or mech players. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna say it's just guard; it's all mech players. When you get to a table, you look at the table and you're like, how many tanks can I feasibly hide? <laughs> yep. If I've if I've brought if I've brought two tank commanders and two manticores and two or three torx primes, the pecking order goes manticores, <laughs> tank commanders, torx primes. Yeah, they're, they're, you know? the torx so, are starting like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> they're literally you know in the wind. So. I like this because it gives me a chance if I go second to use the models I've bought. Um, but what I like past that is turn two, I like to double move the guy with this up to where my stuff's deep striking. Because past turn two, um, my, my tank commanders are out, he's got other targets, other things of bigger priority. And I think that's where you get the most mileage is turn one or uh, turn one and turn two with this. And then you want it to be covering infantry, at least that's how I mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. And we're giving away a bit of, bit of, a bit of part two tactics <laughs> here, a bit of part two deep dive. Um, Guess what we're going to be doing part two. Part two, we're going to be writing lists and, and talking about getting the most out of scions on the table. But uh, when this 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 thing changes the metrics a hell of a lot, oh, yeah. um, especially when you're fighting things like five intercessors charge mm-hmm. into ten scions. Because oh, yeah. this isn't just for range; this is for combat as well. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do the math, let's say it's the assault phase. You've got five assault intercessors. They've got four attacks each, and they're rent two coming into your your ten scions. So what's that? It's fifteen or sixteen attacks plus the sides. Let's say the sides just has a chainsaw and doesn't have a thunder hammer. God forbid. <laughs> uh, but even actually, it's actually probably it's just exactly the same if he's yeah, got a thunder hammer. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's still the five plus invon, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they got they got fifteen at sixteen attacks. Mm-hmm. Hit you on threes. They're gonna hit with about ten of them, yep. and they're gonna wound you on threes. They're gonna wound with about seven of them. And you're gonna save two or three of those on the five plus. He only kills four guys. Doesn't kill a plasma gun. Yep. Does not kill a plasma <laughs> gun, guys. Five intercessors do not kill one of your plasma guns out of your ten mans. I love it. I, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, and just the change, just the change in that. I mean, knowingly they probably shot like four of them dead before I got there, but you know what I'm doing. And it's nice, going with this. it's nice when you have like a little bunker in in cover, right? Like, so you've got scions in cover that are on a three up. You take cover for a two up. You've now got terminators. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Got, right. the same terminators. Two, two plus, holes. two plus five plus. Yeah, like, what yeah. are you going to do? Spray them down with you know other las guns or bolters? Well, you're on a two up. You're going to hit them with las cannons. Oh, I might save one, mate. So it's like exactly it just right. throw them out, um, especially on obsec. Like it's. It makes it really pesky. Like it, this reminds me of a buffed guardian bomb, right? Like they've got a similar yeah. profile yeah, to a buffed yeah. guardian bomb. Perfect. So like that pesky unit to shift is, um, mm. yeah, it, it's nice to be able to do that, especially late in the game when people don't really want to commit fire to like guardsmen that are durable. So yeah, I agree, yeah. Adam. It's, it's, it's got a lot of tools that way. Fantastic. You're going to grab the next one for us, which is Empress Fury. Empress Fury. So the Iron and Dragons um, plasma pistol replacement. Um, it's pretty much a three-shot plasma pistol. Um, now yep. the dragons, I believe, add the six-inch range. So um, we've got an eighteen-inch plasma pistol, if I'm correct, which is quite. Oh, nice. That's only for rapid fire weapon. Only oh, for rapid never fire. Never mind. Weapons. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, um, look, it's still pretty good. I yeah, mean, you, yeah. You, you, it's for what it is. It's just a relic for a three-shot plasma gun. Uh, tw- only at twelve inches, though. But um, as far as relics go, that's actually not. It's not trash. Yeah, like it's it's not bad. Um, I mean. <sighs> I'm pretty scared to overcharge on, on a character, not going to lie. Um, so where, where <laughs> are you going to get the best mileage out of this? I don't know. Um, but it's, it's not bad. Like like Adam said, it's not bad. It's a bit better than the other, you know, pistol options that we've covered so far. So I think mm. that, yeah. Yeah, look, I think if you're taking Iron Dragons, you consider it. I'm not saying yeah. you're going to take it, but you give it a look in. Yeah. Uh, it might fit with um with some of the strategies we're going to talk about in the next mm-hmm. section. Sorry, yeah. the section after this one. Yeah. Uh, we you might see some pathways for getting some viability out of it, but yeah, jumping over to uh, distraction charges. Yep. I'm actually a big fan of this. I love it. Yep. So this is the Capic Eagles model. 
Uh, when resolving an Overwatch attack made by a friendly uh, Capic Eagles model model within three inches, I point that out. Model mm-hmm. um, with this relic, if that attack scores a hit, just a hit, the target is slowed until the end of the phase. When a charge roll is made for that slowed unit, halve the result rounding up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me a story. So it's like you say. There's a lot of terms and conditions, <laughs> but yes, um, perfect. Yep. But it's it's so good. Like, oh man, like a nine inch charge is getting halved, or you know, even a Harlequin unit with a five inch charge, oh, you're halved. So you got to roll a ten. Yes, so like it's, yep. it's when it goes off, it's huge because the last thing your opponent wants is saying, let's say you're playing against a sign army, you've made the decision not to shoot them but to charge them, and you don't charge them, well, they're, they're just doubling down on their firepower because, hey, the Scion player yeah. probably expected those things to die like in droves, and now they're just doubling yeah. down, and you're right on the doorstep in charge range. So when this goes off, it's phenomenal. It's game-changing. Um, I personally, having played this twice, um, I had trouble keeping that aura because the, the three-inch of the model is really hard. Um, mm really hard um well i found it hard um especially because i I believe adam that means you got to do your overwatch attack for that model specifically is that right yes you do yeah yeah so and now that overwatch costs command points it's it's a little bit of an extra tap in to to make use Mm -hmm. of this relic so it's it's tricky but like maybe there's a play for it in a team environment i don't know like maybe there's play for it in a list that needs it um i don't know what are your thoughts well, I think if you're taking Capic Eagles, you are playing. You're going to be playing around this. Yeah. Um, first thing I'd point out: if you're taking Capic Eagles, you're probably taking Hotshot Volley Guns. Yep. There's no better. There's no better gun for Scions that will make this go off than a Hotshot Volley Gun. Yeah. And at three inches, you can you can put you can put four. You can put two units of ten guys with both with like eight, essentially eight Hotshot Volley Guns mm-hmm. in range of this. Yep. And then whichever one of those units gets charged, they can string out a little bit, get on some objectives. Yep. And whichever one gets charged, you can you can pay the one CP to Overwatch and pay. Yep. And then you've got this relic. And you've got 16 shots to get one six. Yeah. Like, you're just going to do it, right? Mm, if you're taking yeah. Capic Eagles and you're playing around it, it's just a thing you should take, yeah? Yes. Oh, oh look, I mean, if you're playing Capic Eagles, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah. but yeah, you're right. The terms and conditions aren't phenomenal. They're not great. Yeah. Um, and your opponent can play around it quite significantly. Like, they'll just be like, oh, well, I guess I'm just not charging you, yeah, mate. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to kill you another way. And this isn't, like uh, this isn't a detachment that has a huge amount of, you know, built-in durability like the Invo. So... They might just shoot yeah. you out, like, not the end of the world, just shoot out the unit that's, you know, within three inches and then just go in. So, yeah. I, I don't mind it, though. It's it's a cool little addition to the book. Like, it's a cool little tool in the toolkit. So, yeah. Mm. Now, I'm also going to read out this last one because I've just mm-hmm. jumped into the FAQ. So, actually, no, I'm going to read this one word for word. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a <laughs> We're going to have a laugh, and then we'll, we'll read out the actual one. Yeah. So this is the uh, ninth Iodin Gagonis. Yeah. Uh, model equipped with a bolt gun only. This relic replaces a bolt gun and has the following profile. Rapid fire, uh, so range 12, rapid fire 1. Strength 5, minus 2, 2 damage. This weapon can target a character unit, even if it's not the close enemy unit, when resolving an attack made with this weapon against a Psyker. Uh, this weapon has a damage characteristic of 3. What's wrong with this one? Oh, I didn't know my Tempestus Prime could take a uh, bolt gun, mate. <laughs> They can't. Oh, good <laughs> Hilarious. Thing <laughs> good thing they FAQ'd it. So here's what they've got in the FAQ. Um, so instead, it is a bolt pistol with pistol two, um, exactly the same profile, strength five minus two, two damage, mm-hmm. and exactly the same special rules, but they just changed it to a bolt pistol so you could actually take the damn thing. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I quite like this relic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you used it? Yeah. And it's sick. It's sick because um, I don't go goons when they're shooting the closest, get exploding sixes, causing an additional hit. So you could yeah. fish, fish a lucky six. Um, obviously, ordering yourself to reroll your ones and stuff. 
The next thing is I don't go going, as we'll talk about later, but having access to a stratagem that allows them to drop closer. So you can really yep. get up close and punch a character with this pistol. Um, exactly right. Even though it might not do much, if you let your opponent know you can do this, maybe they'll play a bit differently. Maybe that's good for you. Let it get into their head a yep. little bit. I agree. <laughs> that's that's actually the best thing for it is letting them know you've got it. Yeah. And you can couple this with a, there's a couple of other things you can write into your list. A couple of other little things you can take to mix up your army that will let you have a, 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 a like a handful of other like character sniping or psycho sniping abilities, mm -hmm. which I think you can stack up to be kind of saucy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I quite like this one, especially the, 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 in the hilarious story we had that in fact they wrote a freaking bolt gun in here <laughs> that we can't take. I find that hilarious as yeah. well. Um, so of, of all the um, the weapon relics, I like this one the most because it has abilities to be stacked on um, from that detachment and from other mm -hmm. guard things. Yeah, so this is my favorite of the actual weapon relics. No. Totally fair enough, and I totally agree. I do. I am a fan of the Iodin um, Dragons one, the plasma gun, mm -hmm. as well as the plasma pistol. But um, that that'll that'll may be more um, apparent over time. And yes. tell you what you use it for, yes. what you do with it. Yeah. But uh, refractive field generator, I just find is the best choice again. Yeah. Which is it's it's funny that we are both like we both have favorites of other things. My favorite is actually the distraction charges yep. for the Capic Eagles. Yeah. But I've never used that. I've only ever used the land and line one because it's just <laughs> I could like okay I could have this situationally good thing or I can have this always good thing. Yeah, exactly right. Just like like oh god, the yeah the like the 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 hobbyist in me just cries out and be like, Adam, why do we have to be like this? Yeah. Why can't we have fun anymore? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Push that little voice down and be like, this is, shut up, we're going to win. Yeah, put that taking, line, the, taking the good stuff. Put that line <laughs> emblem on your Torox Prime. <laughs> yeah, like. That's right. Uh, okay, we're going to take a commercial break. Mm -hmm. We're going to take an ad break. You guys are going to hear from some wonderful people who support the Frontline Gaming uh, Network, which uh, we are lucky enough to be a part. Um, and yeah, we'll be back with Denise to go over some Warlord traits when we return. Support for this podcast comes from Invent Together. According to studies, less than 13% of all inventors who hold a U.S. patent are women. Black and Hispanic college graduates patent at half the rate of their white counterparts. But we can fix that by increasing participation in innovation and patenting by underrepresented groups. It would quadruple the number of American inventors and increase annual GDP by almost $1 trillion. Invent Together is a coalition of organizations, companies, universities, and concerned citizens committed to ensuring that everyone has the opportunity to invent and patent. Because the more diverse the American patent system gets, the stronger and more successful our nation will become. What can you do to help diverse inventors patent and unleash economic opportunity? Find out at inventtogether.org. Learn more and take action today. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash Spotify. And we're back. Hopefully those were some insightful and exciting um, Bigfoot documentaries or some crazy <laughs> crap that you heard about. But we're here to talk about the Warlord traits. So it's just, uh, just the layout of this book still just, just does my head in. But um, 
So a familiar time to pest your unit and a familiar time to pest attachment from your army is your warlord. So this there's a little I have to read out those terms and conditions because if a familiar time tempestus unit in a familiar time tempestus detachment is your warlord. Yeah. And that'll come up later again as well when we start yes. talking about stuff in part two. But um so that's so saying if you want to take a mixed guard detachment, you know, say, you know, it's Talan and and um Tempestus and they wouldn't lose they'd lose all their regiments and stuff. Um you wouldn't be able to take a warlord. Does, does well a warlord trade from this? You could take a warlord trade from the guard book. We wouldn't, wouldn't, we can't take one of these. That's correct. Um, yeah. And the reason that that's a thing is, and we'll get to that in part two as well, is that you can take scions as troops in a regular guard army, right? Yeah, and you don't break that regiment for guard, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, but you lose all the goodness from here. Although you still get the, do you still get the stratagems? Uh, or you just, I you don't have believe to get the you get the stratagems. stratagems. I think you need a pure yeah, attachment. Stratagem. Yeah. That's that was my uh, thinking as well. Do you want to hit us the first one? Um, skill trackers. Uh, yep. So, Cyan Jackals, um, at the start of the first battle round, before the first turn begins, set up three 54th Cyan Jackals units from your army on the battlefield. Um, oh, sorry, select up to three. Um, remove those units mm-hmm. from the battlefield and set them up again as described in the deployment section of the mission being played. If both players have abilities, da da da, roll off. Now, me and you have talked about this at length, Adam, and we wish this was not locked on Jackals. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite one, and it's locked onto the, the least good <laughs> one. Yeah. If this was on any other regiment, it would be. A game changer for them. As yeah. it is, if you've got the worst regiment and you just added something, you miss. You're just like, yeah. oh wow, I wish I had that. So, um, it's oh, phantasm, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's even better because like, does it does it sound like you can pick three gut like sign units to put them back in reserve? Like, does absolutely does, you can. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, yeah. I've had it confirmed by TOs that you can. It's yeah, just sick, better, man. Sick, man. So like, you, so can, good. you can frontline sign units and people can get goaded into going first or second or whatever. Then just like, oh, cool. Now they're safe or now yep. they're in attack. Exactly. Right. Like, yep. Yep. yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> um, or you can have, oh, you know, you have three Taroxes that are just starting out of line of sight. Are you going first? Oh, they're in line of sight. Let's go. And, let's go. And, it. and yeah, um, let's go, guys. Yeah, straight in. Yeah, absolutely good. Absolutely great. Um, I'm, I'm even, I've even been tempted to take this. Um, and we'll get into. There's some jank. You can still jank with this. Yeah. And uh, there are some amazing things you can still do oh, to access yeah. this, but we'll, we'll leave those for part two. <laughs> yeah. um, next one is uncompromising persecutions. This is the Theotoid Eagles. Sure. Well, and some of these are very. Very interestingly worded. Um, resolving attack made with a hotshot las gun, hotshot las pistol, or hotshot folly gun by a friendly Thetoid Eagles model within six of this warlord, and a modified wound roll of six has an AP characteristic of minus four for that attack. So, hotshot las pistol, hotshot volley gun, or hotshot las pistol, yeah, or hotshot las gun. Yeah, just yeah, within six, get, they get rending. Mm-hmm. They get they get Eldar rending on sixes. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I'm not sure you need it. You, everything's already rent two or rent three, and if you're taking, if you're buying into the Theotoid Eagles, actually, the Theot- which one are the Theotoid Eagles? I keep forgetting. Uh, I, I believe they're uh, exploding. exploding sixes against uh, in half range. Yeah. Sorry. So here's the thing: like, if you're taking Theotoid Eagles for the sake of taking Theotoid Eagles, this is pretty cool, right? But if you're taking Theotoid yeah, exactly. Eagles to be strong, it's kind of asking. Would you prefer neg three all the time with land and lines, or would you prefer <laughs> neg four on the roll of a six? I hate doing this, man. It, it breaks my heart know, doing this. I know. <laughs> Me too. But you just like you have to compare and contrast, and that's yeah. what this point of these reviews yeah. is: we compare and contrast, and we don't hold back. And yeah, you're just like, hey, you just you're already a watered down version of a better thing. This is yeah. giving you a watered down version of a better regiment. So why not just just take the better regiment? Yep. Unfortunately, true. and if you want, um, neg even four, though just I take the plasma, yeah, just <laughs> take the take, take the plasma gun that always has neg four. <laughs> it's, it's heart it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, but moving on, this next one is Keys to the Armory. This is the Land and yeah. Lions. Uh, uh, is- re-roll hit rolls of one for attacks made with ranged weapons by models in Land and Lion units whilst they were within six of this warlord. So it turns him into a captain, a, a space ring captain. Yeah, this is like this is, I guess, the the third of the fourth, I guess, key in the box for why Land and Lions is good. You've you've got your extra end, you've got your reroll ones, you've got your five up inverted bubble. You've just got this castle of guardsmen and tower oxes that is just super efficient. And you're just pushing mm. that math up all the time. So this is lovely. It, yeah. yeah, they're all they're all efficiency buffs, aren't they? It's just yep. efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Yeah. And it's just it's hard to fight against the math. And we and you are both trying to fight against Dude, the math. I know. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make this easy for us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is obviously stupendously good. Yeah. The fact that it's not locked infantry either. It works on vehicles. Works on everything. So that guy that I was talking about that you know sits with a couple of vehicles, gives them reroll ones and a five plus invuln for a turn or two, then runs up and gets behind the guy, the boys that deep strike <laughs> down and gives them exactly the same buff. Yeah. It's just so potent, so good. Yeah. Um, so much value. Yeah. And uh, you want to grab the next one for us? Uh, Sorry, not. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like in an army like Scions, that overall can actually get pretty good value for a turn. Like, I'm sorry, like yep. return for the points you pay. Like an eighty man, an eighty point, sorry, um, plasma drop, killing a Russ, like that's amazing, right? Like this just makes yeah. it more certain you can do that, and just throws more maths into that problem. So. 300 well, points and fr- doing stuff like killing like 500 points beautiful it's just way easier now. yeah yeah it frees up the order as well because naturally usually what would happen you deep strike plasma you order them to reroll yeah. once and now you they already got reroll ones you, the yeah. order is free you can order them to reroll ones to wound you can yeah. order them to reroll to wound against vehicles you yeah. can order them to do all sorts of crazy crap yeah so yeah it, it gives you a lot of freedom as well mm, yeah. uh next one is for the iodin dragons if you want to grab it iodin dragons so we've got precision targeting at the start of your shooting phase select one enemy unit within 18 inches of the warlord until the end of that phase when resolving attacks made by Odin Dragon's models while they're within six inches of this warlord, the enemy does not receive the benefit of cover. So, um, look, not bad. I mean, you could just play land and lights. <laughs> <laughs> so the interesting interesting thing here, yeah, it says it doesn't say you ignore the um, plus your save for yeah. being in cover. Benefit it says just cover. ignore the benefits of cover. So yeah. essentially it means you ignore the minus one as well. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, the terms and conditions here are a bit limiting. Yeah. So you need your warlord needs to be 18 inches away from the unit. Yeah. And then the guys need to be within 18 inches. Admittedly, it is units, not models within um, yeah. six. So you will you will kill one unit super dead. Yeah, man. Yeah. With all your las guns, deep striking, and rapid fire at nine inches. Um, and so, yeah, I actually think it's good. It's, if you're playing on Odin Dragons and you're buying into it, I think it's a meaningful yeah, buff. Especially because, like we said, with with Dragons, you can afford to 12 and, and 15 inch drop. Like, you can afford mm. to be that little bit away from something you want to kill. That's okay. And you just, like, say, oh, I'm 18 away with my character. I'm going to spray it down. It's dead and something else has to come and get me that might be further away so um you exactly are kind right. of playing that like little range game which is nice and and this just plays into that if you're going that way like it plays into telling your opponent hey you've got to screen me out of 18 or i'm really going to dumpster this one thing so mm. and um so we don't have a modified ones is plasma yet do we which i assume no, is no, going to happen we with most plasmas yes. and new codexes so this is essentially and if someone isn't has got minus one in cover this essentially is plus one to hit Mm-hmm. You just target something and get plus one to hit against it as well. So I think that is that is an important way of looking at it also. Mm-hmm. And I actually quite like it. I think it's the second best one we've read yep. out. Yep. Um, your next one, man. You, this, uh, oh, sorry, this is my one, actually. Sorry. Uh, Master Vox, this is the Capic Eagles. When using this Warlord's voice of command ability, it can issue orders to friendly Capic Eagles infantry units within 24 inches instead of 12, essentially. Um, in addition, whilst this Warlord is embarked within a transport model, it can issue its voice of command ability when doing so uh, make any measurements from that transport model's hull. So it gets to issue orders whilst in a transport. 
and at 24 inches instead of well six normally yeah. or 12 if you had the box and stuff yeah so it's it's half the map right like you're issuing orders to it half is literally the half the map it's, it's so good and if, yeah yeah and all the all the transports we are talking about move minimum of 12 if not 14 inches yeah Yep, that's that's it. And, so it uh, is the whole battle. It's the whole battlefield. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. And like the the reason I like this is you're, you're going to want to drop off units as Catholic Eagles to to do things and um, to perform actions mm-hmm. to kill whatever you know. Um, but you don't want to have to double down on putting characters here and there because then your opponent just gets bang for their buck when they hit you. So if you're keeping yeah. your warlord or your your character safe, maybe your opponent that took assassinate isn't having the the easiest time getting to you. So uh, if you're going to go Catholic Eagles, I think this one's awesome. I think it's really really cool. I- Amazing! It's so well. Yeah. It's so well built into what they already want to be doing, which yeah. is the mechanized style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's magnificent. Um, last one, and I like this one a lot as well. Mm-hmm. This is the Sanctity of Spirit. Yes, I don't go guns. When a psychic test is taken for an enemy psycho within uh, twenty four inches of this warlord, that model suffers perils on the roll of any double, which is pretty cool. So, um, I guess for those who aren't losing their way in this hodgepodge <laughs> of um yes of, of uh going through the book um you've got i don't go go instead of exploding sixes they've got that silly pistol and they've got a five inch oh we'll talk about this later they've got a, a close deep strike drop you can put this mm-hmm. annoying character like randomly like behind the building in your opponents you know or just in front of their zone or in the middle of the board and all of a sudden if a psycho caster doubles their peril all of a sudden you can jump out and shoot a character that's a psycho like you can you can yep. really threaten certain matchups as odin gogones with just this random character with a pistol and a wallet trait which is kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah well I, for me it's like it's essentially the same as uh dropping a calexus in somebody's lines yep. if you put these on on a dude yep. so you, let's say you drop down and you do use well, well you've already foreshadowed it a couple of times you yeah. do use the closer deep strike um stratagem you drop this guy down he gets two pot shots off at some douche um, and takes it's a, it's a psyker. So you, you do some wounds to him. Mm-hmm. Let's say you say you do the three wounds to a psyker. Yep. Let's say that is a, a sorcerer that has warp time and death hex. Mm-hmm. And now it, 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 he's got two wounds left. If yeah. he perils because he, he tries to psychic on his two psyche powers, yeah. he's pretty dead. Stear, and then he explodes and kills yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Exactly. Like, like it's actually it's actually a really cool combo on what is essentially a stupidly cheap character. Forty five point little little muppet that's just running around, you know, annoying yeah. an entire thousand sons army. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, well, the the better the better example I can think of it is Grey Knights. Oh yeah, when everything is a psycho, <laughs> and if you, the, the more the it's a twenty four inch bubble as well, dude. Twenty four inch bubble ah, is huge, yeah. especially when you can deep strike close and get their their whole lines. You get so close that they can't move out of your range, no mm-hmm. matter what they do, no matter what move advance they got. They have to gate to get out of your range, and hey, if they gate, <laughs> playing into your hands, you know, it's actually cool. It's actually really cool. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, so that's it's really tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, so of of those, I mean, the ones that obviously make sense are that they, the ones we talked about already. Land Lions makes all the sense in the world. Is like the, is actually the best all round of of the all round best one. Yeah. It's the best all round one again. Who would have thought? Yeah, uh, I re- I'm a big fan of the Odin Dragons. Big fan of the Capric Eagles. Big fan of the the, the Gorgonians. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, look, like you said, I mean, kind of like I said at the start, the the Land Lions is kind of your benchmark. Your Eagles are really good for that transport kind of list valkyries and taroxes mm. your dragons are good for the deep strike drop and these warlord traits really push those um those play styles for those armies which i think is very flavorful very good that they have that option and it just adds like that little bit of icing on the cake where um you know if you want to play that scion army that that does those things this helps you so much and, and i think in that sense this book is written quite nicely it, it really I think so as well. t- ties in like the detachment to, to have a certain theme um the gorgones one is 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 
is sexy. It's like a, like you said, a one in five. <laughs> it's another one in five. It'll come in handy. Um, but yeah, obviously like land and lines, reroll ones, freeze up an order plus adds efficiency. It's, it's, it's mint. It's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm big fan, but, uh, what I like is that it, all of a sudden the uh, Ioden, uh, what Gorgones, um, they're shaping up to be the psychological players. Oh yeah, they're shaping up to be the the mischief oh, makers, the ones that mess with your opponent. Yeah. which is yeah, I love that as well. I love that <laughs> aspect. Um, all right, we're jumping over to the stratagems. Mm-hmm. So in, it's it's just so weird. In other publications, the stratagems are first, and like the demons ones, it's the strats are first, and then you got all the exalted traits and all that stuff. Yeah. but in this one, the strats are last. But you know, we're just playing with playing with the hand we're dealt. Yeah. Um, first first one, and this is the one I, I this is one of the ones I'm most excited about. Point blank efficacy, one CP. Yeah. Use a stratagem in your shooting phase when a military tempest unit from your army is chosen to shoot with. Until the end of that phase, when resolving attack made with a hot shot las gun, hot shot las pistol, hot shot volley gun by model in that unit against a unit within half range, add one to the strength characteristic of that weapon for that attack. Going to strength four, especially when you talk about what we're talking about with the um the Iodin dragons that can rapid fire at nine inches, mm-hmm. um, which would be their half range. Yeah. Um yeah, they are all of a sudden becoming strength four on their, their minus two shots. They all become hotshot uh, volley guns, essentially, on all, all those las guns. And yeah, I love this one. Strength five on hotshot volley guns. Do you use this one often? And this one's nice coupled with another one. Um, but man, it's it's so nice to just push you over the cusp of being like... So yeah. strength three doesn't threaten like marines and stuff as much as you'd like sometimes. And then all mm. of a sudden, oh, strength four, oh, first rank fire, second rank fire take 16 shots yeah and like just with five yep. five regular joes like five little little dudes and you just take 16 shots at strength four neg two or neg three you know and that starts to get scary um so look, mm. i love it for one cp it's just a little tick and you just pick your wound counter up it's it's awesome yeah beauty you want to hit the next one matt uh yep yeah, what's the next one yours is it unquestioning obedience it is. Yeah, awesome. Um, so use this strategy in the morale phase. Select one Tempestos Prime or Commissar model from your army until the end of the phase when a morale test is taken for a friendly Tempestus unit within 12 inches of that model. Do not roll a dice. It automatically passes. Now, a couple of things here. One CP is cheaper than your um, auto-pass morale. Um, yep. Sec- second thing, it's not limited to once per game, which is really nice. Like You can just pop it mm-hmm. for one CP and just use it. You can pop it off from a commissar, and also it's not regiment um, regiment friendly. It's not regiment only. It's militarum tempestus. So in an odd situation where you have multiple regiments, it's just blanket militarum tempestus. They're fearless, so they they automatically pass. So um, yep. twelve inch aura of that, I love it. I love it. When you need that one, or, well. one or two dudes to just stay alive on an objective, you've just got a full one CP. I agree. I think it is phenomenally good. A 12-inch bubble as well. There's nothing else that gives a 12-inch fearless bubble to my mind. And we just yeah. get it for one CP. It's yeah. amazingly good. Yeah, yeah. Especially amazing because good. most a lot of Scion armies will revolve around, you know, either multiple small units or like 10-man bricks dropping together or being around the same area. Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, those units will be affected by morale, you know, quite often. And if they're all around a character anyway, this is just so efficient. Yes, agreed. Big, big fan. All right. Um, one CP's next one, Precision Drop. Use a stratagem in your movement phase. Select one Aeronautic Imperialis model with the Flyer Battle for Roll and the Grab Insertion ability from your army until the end of that phase when a military time tempest unit with the Aerial or Drop ability embarked upon that model's disembarks. That unit must be set up more than five inches away rather than nine inches away um, from enemy models. 
In addition, that move, if that model moved more than 20 inches that this phase, do not roll a d6 for each model disembarking. No models are destroyed. Because naturally, if you move more than 20 inches, you would roll, and on ones, you lose a model. So this is you automatically don't lose any models. And deep strike five inches away instead of nine inches away, which I'm a big fan of. I'm not a, I still can't be a huge fan of Valkyries just yet, but um, they're not horrible. What are your thoughts? So a couple of things for this is that are really nice is it's, it's when a Militarum Tempestus unit with the aerial drop ability embarked aboard the transport disembarked. So it's it's um, it's not for one unit in the transport. It's four units in the transport that are Tempestus. So you can drop out your Prime and your squad from what I understand. Um, does that ring? Is that, a, is, is that the same what you're thinking? Sorry, say it again. Um, so it's whatever's in the transport that has Militarum Tempestus, right? It's not just one squad. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so whatever yeah. squads. So you can do like a full-on like double plasma drop with a Tempestor Prime dropping out of five inches. And I think the cool absolutely. thing about this, like you said, you know, I'm I'm not sold on Valkyries either. Um, yep. I I think they just die, man. Like <laughs> they're um, mm. they, there's other. I, I sometimes would just prefer more prefer more obsec infantry. Um, but man, the threat of this is amazing. It's that psychological play being, I can throw this Valkyrie yeah. wherever I like and do a five-inch drop. What are yes. you going to do about it? Yeah, Are you going to spread out, yes. hold two or three objectives while I can do this? Oh, I don't know. Is that a good idea? Could you Now, can you do this to turn that the flyer comes on the, on the table? I think you can. I think you can. That's um, where yeah. I think the power is. Yeah. So you have, um, you'd have one or two command squads and a character or two. Yeah. Well, you could have three command squads in there, can't you? Oh, I, I think so. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. It's, tw- it's a 12-man tw- yeah, capacity. It's yeah, 12 yeah. capacity. We have three command squads in this, and for one CP, you can distract all three squads within five inches rather than nine. That makes things like melter command squads really exciting, but we're foreshadowing too much. <laughs> Over the next one. Uh, you want to grab it? Hammer blow. Hammer blow, okay. Use this strategy in your shooting phase when a model destroyed by an attack made by an, an Aeronautica Imperialis model with the fly battlefield role in your army. That destroyed model's unit is pinned until the start of your next turn. Halve the results of any advance and charge rolls made for the pinned unit. When resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by a model from a pinned unit, subtract one from the hit roll. So it's like a it's a two CP tremor shell plus negative to hit. So yeah, yeah, but you know you know those Valkyries, yeah, you know what they're yeah. not good at killing things, killing anything. Two <laughs> <laughs> uh, CP. Um, to use in your shooting phase when a model is destroyed. The only good terms and conditions here is that you get to see if a model is destroyed before you use it. Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a model is destroyed. So you get to be like, okay, opportunistically, maybe this massive Baneblade footprinted Valkyrie kills this one wound intercessor that's not in cover. Maybe. <laughs> and my opponent doesn't decide to re-roll. I'll pop two TP and halve their, halve their roll, halve their movement. It's, um, it's opportunistically good, but I wish it was one CP. Oh, yeah, like you, you, to, to be fair, you get a lot of bang for your buck. So let, let's let's put it another way: if this was given to like a Scion unit, would you pay two CP? Because I would. <laughs> if a Scion 100%. unit could do this, yeah. So like, I guess yeah. the the biggest thing I see with this strat is it's locked to you know a flyer. So um, I mean, it's it's not necessarily locked to just a Valkyrie, right? Like you can take any aeronautical Imperial, so Vendetta or a, a Vulture or something. Yeah. So I mean, I guess there's play, but then. Then it's like, why don't you just take a Torox Prime? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, it, like, exactly like you said, man. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah, I suppose the, the gravy is that they're minus one to hit yep. past that. Yeah. So you can use this to just opportunistically to give minus one to hit to a unit. Like, 
let's let's say you've got a unit of uh, Alaris and one guy's got one wound left. Yeah, you, you chuck your Valkyrie <laughs> in if you're lucky enough to get the last wound off the last guy. Like, well, I guess I'll just make a minus one to hit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you have some fun with that. Like, opportunistically, it's good. I, I think it's fine, actually. I should stop complaining. <laughs> but what you get for those two CP, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, yeah. All right, next one. Uh, one CP, advanced countermeasures. Use this strategy before the battle. Select one Valkyrie model from your army. When you declare that model to hover, it does not lose heart to hit. So it's essentially, it's minus one to hit all game, no matter what mode you're in. Let's pour more CP into the Valkyrie, Adam. Yay! <laughs> well, it just tells you that G-Dub is trying really yeah. hard to make you want to take one, or two, or three, or five. Yeah. I actually, and I really wish... Yeah, I really wish I, this made me want to take them. Yeah, like, look, I, deep I, in my heart, I'm like, I'd love it. I actually like this strategy. Um, it's it's quite nice because it means you can, without spending CP on the Scions, you can safely hover it and drop your Scions out and then not lose them and then spend the CP on keeping the Valk safe. So if there's a turn where you don't yeah. need to drop the Scions close and you just need to drop them normally, hey, you can just still keep the Valk safe. So I don't mind it, but mm. like you said, man, like it's hard to justify the Valkyrie. Well, see, what, I've always had this vision in my head of rocking up to a game table with like an old boombox playing like the Predator um, soundtrack, you know, a bit of Credence <laughs> and Clearwater Revival stuff. Yeah. Um, who knows, some other stuff in there. And then, you know, fly to the Valkyries and I just I pick up my six Valks and put them on the table and just feel like the toughest man in the world. Um, and yeah, I just got a feeling that that dream might never come true for me. <laughs> It breaks my heart. Uh, All right, please. you want to get the next one? Uh, tactical, tactical air, air control. control. Yep, one CP. Use this stratagem at the start of your shooting phase. Select one officer of the fleet model from your army until the end of that phase when picking an enemy unit for that model's air raid requested or strafing coordinates ability. You can measure the range and visibility from any Militarum Tempestus unit on the battlefield that has a Voxcaster. I, I can't remember the last time I picked a Voxcaster. Um, instead of from that model. Um, when rolling a D6 for that model's air raid requested ability, add two to the roll. So... Um, I'm actually not familiar with those two abilities, Adam, if you could hit us with them. So the air raid ability is um, pick a unit on the table and then you roll a dice and it takes a mortal wounds once okay. per game. Yep. Um, and then he gets to do that um, with a plus two. And I think on the six is, is um, flat three. Okay. Uh, it's better. It's like it's like a it's like a Moloch um, okay. when a Moloch pops up and does their thing. It does okay. a bunch of does a couple mortal wounds to a unit it picks up. Someone's gonna pick me up in the in the chat and be like, you got that wrong. <laughs> and honestly, it's been so long that I looked at that, that rule. Is, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's but, why um, I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, one one thing that is awkward here is that you don't take you don't tend to take boxes on military tempestus units because you can deep strike the the commanders next to the units at the same time. You tend to get really like little to no mileage out of boxes. Yeah, and so yeah, uh, uh, that's what makes this one a little bit awkward. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, if you were in this situation where you could use it, sure, cool, few extra mortal wounds. Um, is it worth a CP? Like, when when you can spend CP on other things, um, I'm I'm not sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it your turn? Uh, yeah, I'll take this next one. Uh, Progeny of Conflict, is it? Yep, yep. It is. Use this stratagem before the battle. Before, after nominating your Warlord, select one Militarum Tempestus character model from your army that does not have a Warlord trait and determine one Warlord trait for it. It is regarded as your Warlord for the purposes of that trait. Each Warlord trait in your army must be unique or uh, extra Warlord trait. You can only use this stratagem once <laughs> in the battle. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, where this does get um, different is use a strategy for the battle. Select one Militarum Tempestus character model from your army that does not have a Warlord trait. Um, so if you remember right, if your army is... So I'm just reading the the, clause, the, um, the clauses in the paragraph at the start. Of this. If your army is Battleforged and includes any Militarum Tempestus detachments, um, you have access to the strategy shown here and can spend command points to activate them. Um, 
when one of these stratagems refers to a unit from your army, that it, you know, must be in a mealtime mil- to detachment from your army. Yeah. So you couldn't have a company commander in a regular guard squad and give them an extra wall of trade. Yeah, so yeah. regular guard detachment, give them an extra wall of trade. Yeah, that's very, say. very specific. Like you can't put an Iodon Gogon's, you know, Scion unit yeah. in a Talon detachment and then pop a strat on them. They need to be in the Scion detachment. Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, the I just had, I actually had to look up the strafing, um, the strafing coordinates thing. Yeah. Um, and I th- it's once per game, you can do up to three mortal wounds um, on, a, on a four plus. It does three mortal wounds. So it, it, this would make it on a two plus. It does three mortal wounds. Yeah, look, but that not, strategy not we read out before. Yeah, not bad. Not, not terrible. Yeah. One CP to get a, a max smite. Mm-hmm. Would you pay one CP when you're smiting to get a max smite? Maybe you would mm, in yeah. a clutch situation. Yeah. So maybe it's got some. But I, I just can't see myself ever bringing a Master of the Fleet. I'd rather bring yeah. a Master of Ordnance right. for something we're about to get to in a bit. But uh, next one, one CP, Killing Zone. Uh, you use the in your shooting phase after you have shot with a Tempestus Regiment Infantry Unit from your army. Select one enemy unit that has models destroyed as a result of attacks made by models from that unit in that phase. To the end of the phase, when a resolving attack made with a friendly Tempestus Regiment Infantry Unit model against the enemy unit, add one to the hit roll. Hoo-hoo, stop the phone, this is good. <laughs> if, dude, like... One CP for veterans is essentially what you're getting after you kill the model. Um, like, you yeah. you can, if you do a big drop and pull it off, like, I, I like point blank efficiency leading up to this one because I just like to be able to punch a kill. And then you go, bam. Sorry, it's, it's, eff- sorry, oh, sorry, sorry, it's, it's efficacy. Oh, it's efficacy. Sorry. I got pulled up by this by, by Brandon Grant on Biff oh, <laughs> And not, every time I read that, I have, enough. Yeah. I have his voice in my head. <laughs> Because <laughs> I said efficiency as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, like so yeah, well, like I said, with point blank efficacy, if you can proc a kill and then you go, cool, another CP killing zone, everyone gets plus one to wound. Like that is mm. that is a way to really make your opponent crap themselves a little bit. Because um, you know, let's yeah. say you got your little land and lines drop and you've you've shot a little hot shot, you know, Blazgun unit in, then all your plasma and all your, you know, everything is getting plus one to wound. Like it's beautiful. Damn straight. So um so you have to destroy a model. Is the so terms mm-hmm. and conditions you have to destroy a model, um, and that's it. That's the only term and condition. And every other unit in your army, no range restrictions, no distance, no no line of sight, no nothing. Even though you're doing your line of sight for every weapon in your army, yeah. but still, that's the only term and condition. Is that an infantry model, or infantry unit kills one model? Phenomenally good, especially when you cast your mind back to things like the Iodin dra- Dragon's yeah. three shot <laughs> plasma gun. Yeah, which which is what I plasma pistol that's on a character, which is what I was getting at before. This guy, this this is the build that tells you to take lots of hotshot las guns because they get to reroll, and then all of a sudden you can sh- you deep strike them down with let's say two or three squads. You you pay one CP to make sure the third squad gets first rank, second rank. You shoot this thing, you kill, you pop one intercessor with your three shots. Yeah, because um, you're, you're you're not a lucky man. You didn't pop two, and then everything else in every all those other three units. Can all get? Oh, sorry. One of those your three units can get plus one strength, and then all the other three units get plus one to wound. Actually, ridiculous when you start adding up the efficiency and the uh, the math on that. Yeah, cool. um, I think that's really cool. And that, it, technically, the the Theotor Eagles one, the one that does mortal wounds, can do it as well. You do need to get two hits yeah. on something like a on something like a, um, a, a space marine intercessor or whatnot. But for things again, like orcs. Phenomenal things like mm-hmm. tyrannids, phenomenal. You want to kill gene stealers, bang, one's instant dead. Everybody else, waste them. Really good. All right, yeah. you want to the next one? This is the first <laughs> of the, um, the regiment specifics. Like, what? Yeah, I, I was gonna what? just say, just imagine if that wasn't locked to infantry. Oh, oh dude, man. I know. I would lose but my models. The, yeah, I, okay. I, I, I like that it's not. It would be, it would yeah. actually be kind of silly. So, 55th Catholic Eagles uh, tactical misdirection is the next one I have. 
um, use the stratagem. Sorry. Terribly worded. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a unit is destroyed by an attack made by a model in the 55th Capping Eagles unit. In your opponent's next shooting phase, when resolving an attack made by an enemy model against a unit other than that 55th Kappa Eagles unit, subtract one from the hit roll. Um, if that 55th unit is the closest visible unit from your enemy to that model and is not within an inch of any model. So it's essentially saying, you shot something, hey, look at me, you can't shoot anything else, otherwise, neg one the hit. Yes, uh, the terms and conditions are absolutely yeah. horrific. <laughs> They're like, and it's so poorly worded. Like, because you just explained it quite well in one sentence, mm. and they couldn't expect they could not explain it well in a whole paragraph. Man, that is a long sentence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is terribly worded. Yeah. But uh, yeah, essentially, it boils down to: Hey, I shot you. I killed some stuff. If you can shoot, if you shoot at anything else apart from me, you're minus one to hit. The problem is the last sentence. Yeah. Um. Subtract one from the hit roll if that Capic Eagles unit is the closest visible unit to your army, um, to that from your army to that model. So they just move out a line of sight of that unit, or, or make even it not better. the closest. Yeah, like just pick up five sides. Who cares? And yeah, and yeah, you're picking up. You're picking up essentially the the worst case scenario because it's only locked infantry. Um, actually, it's not like locked. It's not locked infantry. Apologies. No, not locked infantry. Mm. Hmm, maybe it's better than I thought. So, like, but uh, it's, it's cool. You just move you... it. So just, I was going to say, if you, if you get it on the tower, like off a tower rocks or a or a Valkyrie or something, it's actually quite nice because yep. it's hard to move that. Um, well, the Valkyrie can't have the the Capric oh, Eagles. Never mind, has, never um, mind, not bad. Yeah, Aeronautic Imperialis, but yeah, it would be it'd be a Torox would be the the heartiest thing you could do it on. Yeah. Um, I suppose if you rolled up a Torox in front of your enemy's entire army, killed something, and then popped this, you could get some things. But like, you just. You're just giving them like a wrap target on a Torox Prime. And yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I feel like it's just, and on top of that, it's the wording on this is so frustrating. Oh, it's just so frustrating. Yeah. You try and show this to your opponent, they'll need to read it like six times. Yeah. Make sure, actually, this is, this, this is the best, the best use for this is to take Catholic <laughs> Eagles, use it against your opponent, and hit the clock onto them and, and just oh, take like six God. minutes off their clock oh, while they try and wrap their head around how stupidly worded it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, yeah, well, I'll give you the short that, one, mate. I'll give you the, the short Iron Go Go strategy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Oh, kindness. One CP, drill to perfection. Use a stratagem in your opponent's charge phase before the Iodin um, Dragons unit from your army fires Overwatch. To the end of that phase, when resolving an Overwatch attack made with a model of that unit, a hit roll of four plus scores a hit. Um, the only issue here is it's two CP because you got to play one CP to Overwatch as well. Um, but four plus is a hit. Look, sometimes that is absolutely worth it, especially when you're going to be, especially when you know when you get charged, you, you're probably dead as hell. Yeah. And um, maybe you got the CP to spare. Maybe you decide to, to sling a couple, and maybe you know that chip damage is really relevant versus what's charging you, or it's a character. Hell, Smash Captain charging a unit of four melter guns. You're like, oh, I only need one of these. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like this at the end of Eighth when you know Overwatch is free because Iron Dragons, if we yeah. remember correctly, we can drop them a little bit further back, which means you're opponent needs like you know maybe an eight or nine inch charge yeah. versus a five or six inch charge and now they've got to get through a four plus overwatch so you, you, you're kind yeah. of building up these walls for your opponents so they can't really just charge a bunch of in, bunch of intercessors at you um or two yeah. or three intercessors at you to, to kill a whole sign unit you, you might lose a couple on the way in so it's nice um it's just a shame that overwatch costs a cp on top of this so you're putting two CPs yeah into it. yeah it does make it feel it does make it feel like a bit of bad taste but anyway um 
Over the next one, mate. Yeah, man. Elusive um, Hunters, you want to grab it? Sign Jackals, Elusive Hunters. Um, use this stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when a Sign Jackals unit from your army is chosen as a target of an attack. Until the end of the phase, when resolving an attack made with a ranged weapon by an enemy model against that unit, whilst that unit is not within half range, subtract one from me. Well. <laughs> so it's, it's a little easier. They almost, yeah. they almost had us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little easier. But, man, it's like... It, it, oh, God. <laughs> It's not within half range of your opponent's attack, so you're you know sitting fairly far back. A one CP neg one to hit unit on a slion unit. I mean, for me to get most value out of this, I'd be in cover, popping you know take cover anyway, and now it's a second mm-hmm. CP to get neg one to hit. So maybe there's yeah. a niche situation where I'd use it to keep some obsec alive. Um, it's all right, you know, it's it's all right to have in the toolkit, but like you said, Adam, like. One CP to keep some guardsmen alive for one unit, not like your entire army, just yeah. one unit. Uh, yeah. The only time, um, well, I do like it's not it's not locked to infantry, so you can use on Toroxes. Hey, yeah. I think the best use of it, I think the best use of it is on Toroxes. The problem is like they just didn't need to add that terms and conditions on at the end. Like if it was just like when you, it's just a reactive minus one D hit, which a bunch of other things have. Um, in lightning fast, admittedly, this is one CP. Um, but then they just add on to the end whilst that unit is not within half range. So. Let's say if you put it on a Torox, yeah, they have to be shooting you with essentially something that is a short-range anti-tank weapon for you to give <laughs> give any give, to care at all, yeah. They're shooting with your las cannon. You're like you're 48 inches, you're 36 inches away. It doesn't doesn't matter, you know. You're never going to be in half inches. So what you got to drive the Torox outside of 24 inches in order to, to use this. It just feels like it's just t- too unwieldy. But mind you, like like uh, the 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 best use I can think of this is ramming Toroxes down other gu- other in the mirror match and uh, down other guardsmen's throat and making them hit you on fives with things like uh, Manticores and stuff. Yeah. That's um, actually pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, does the, if, if we can go to that wording again, Adam, um, by an enemy model against that unit while that unit is not within half range, does that mean they have to be further away than half range? Sorry. Yeah, other yeah. way around. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah okay. You sorry. have to drive you have to drive away from them to yeah. get benefits. So like, sorry, I confuse I can, myself. I can see it being okay in certain things, like when you're getting shot by those out of line of sight admec dudes, or when you're getting shot by eradicators like far away. Like it yeah, could be true. nice, but yep. in saying that, do you want to spend a CP to maybe save a Torox Prime? Yeah, yeah from eradicators. You know it's and minus one isn't gonna save them. They got yeah. chapter masters. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for now, we'll see what core does. Yeah, core changes. Yeah. Um all right, next one. Gifts from the Mechanicus. This is the Lantern Lion stratagem. So use the stratagem in your shooting phase when a Lantern Lion unit from your army is chosen to shoot with until the end of that phase when resolving attack made with a hotshot last gun, hotshot last pistol, or hotshot for the gun by a model in that unit and a modified wound roll of six inflicts model water wound on the target and the attack sequence ends. So it's not a model wound in addition because, you know, we're not ad mech. Um, it's a model wound um, in exchange. This is the one you wish the, uh, the Capric Eagles had, yeah? It's the Capric Eagles or the yeah. mechanized lads? Yeah. I have to see this is the issue, yeah. I have to flick back because oh, I can't remember. It took me it so is long the Capric Eagles. Which one's which? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if, if the mechanized one, this would be baller. Um this would be insanely good. So this is this is really like the bonus. Like landed lions, you've got the rerolls, you've got the defensible, yeah. you know, though you've got the extra AP on the doctrine. All of a sudden, let's say you're shooting some harlequins, you need that mortal wound, and you know, it's unmodified, so you don't care about a shadow seer. Bam, two or three mortal wounds, gives the unit. So um it's the it's the gravy. Yeah, it's just yeah. gravy on top. Yeah. On top of that, um, it's Lambda Lions unit, so it's not um, you know it's not infantry. So you're popping it on your already yep. super efficient Tarox, and you just exactly block right three or four models. Exactly right. But what I where I I really like it again is that um, 
So when you when you take the the real ones Warlord trade or relic whatever one it is I can't remember, but uh, you um, free up that order to get real ones to wound. So when you get real ones to wound, you just double down your ability to fish for sixes as well. One hundred percent. All right, uh, next one. I'll grab it. Yeah, full charge Theotoid Eagles. Um, use this stratagem in your shooting phase when a thirty second Theotoid Eagles Tarox Prime model from your army is chosen to sh- chosen to shoot with. Um, until the end of that phase, when resolving an attack made by that model against an enemy unit within twelve inches, you can reroll the hit roll. Kind of nice. Um, well, let's them let's them reroll the hit in combat, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, when they're shooting into the combat they're in, which is which is really really nice. There's new rerolls as well. You know, it's reroll the hit roll, not failed hits. So it's not too bad for one CP. Um, these what eagles. Sorry, Adam. Was that half range? Half range extra hits. Yeah, hey, not bad. Not bad at all. Okay, I like it. Yep, doubles down. Doubles lets your lets your Torox primes explode, explode better. I, I, I don't mind it; it's fine. But yeah, yet again, this is another one that would have made more sense if it was on the the mechanized lads. Yeah, yeah so. that's it. Or even if it was like a, <laughs> if it was like a just a generic sign, you know, like true. yeah, I would prefer this to be. I, well, so that's the thing. Yeah, there's there's like three um, uh, buffing Torox. Sorry, Valkyrie Valkyrie buffing stratagems. There's not one. There's only one buffing. Um, Torox one, it's locked to um, Theotoid Eagles. And, and like Torox but, is an iconic Scion unit, and there's only like one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. So we're going to jump into the last one. This is your favorite, and possibly my favorite too. Uh, one CP, Daring Descent. This is the uh, Gorgons. Uh, so use this stratagem in your moving phase. Select one um, Ayodin Gorgons unit from your army that was set up in high altitude transport. Um, use so until the end of that phase, when you depl- set up that unit on the battlefield using aerial drop ability, that unit must be set up more than five inches away from any any models instead of nine. You cannot charge with that model this turn like you were ever going to charge. Oh, but uh, <laughs> just in case you got you got cocky, they want to put you in your place. But yeah, uh, this I love this. I love it so Mate, much. It's, it's Halo ODST right here. Like, oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> it so is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I, I love it. First off, Daring Descent is the sickest name for a stratagem. Um, yes. And it just opens up so many things. Like, like you, I've, I've used this, um, you know, at a tournament when I was up against some, like an orc player with, um, you know, like transports with Meganobs, like Obsec Meganobs aside. I used it to just wall off a transport so I couldn't move through like a corridor. Like, there's so many weird applications for this. Like, obviously, dropping five away and shooting is nice. Um, dropping five away and, you know, getting into melter range is nice. Dropping five away, throwing grenades with grenadiers is nice. Um, yep. there's, there's so many cool little applications. Just, just getting in range to, you know, get that little bit extra stretch of your guns over the 24-inch mark through your opponent's lines if they're trying to screen you out that's nice too um so look i really like it the only downside is whatever you're using this on it's just 100 percent dead next turn 110 percent. it's cool i actually like it so a lot of a lot of times um i suppose this is more eighth edition than this edition but lots of time last edition um when i so the only time i've actually used this was last edition uh when a lot of a lot of the time people would have characters in their backfield like with like one millimeter of their base on an objective. If they are one millimeter of their base on an objective, you can deploy on that objective on the other side of it, opposite across them, with obsec and take it away. That can lead to in in ninth edition. If you can pull that off, that can lead to some ten point swings on the primary in games, and it could like literally just win one CP win that you won the game. Game you might not have won. Now you're going to win it. It's phenomenally crazy. I mean, the the reason I like Gorgon so much is. I guess specifically for me, I play them more as an ally rather than a pure force. And you're going to hate me. You're going to kick me off the show for saying this. But as an ally, <laughs> having this up up your sleeve, it opens up so many secondaries, opens up so many, you know, yeah. 
issues yep. and things primary. So yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's just such a nice tool. Well, yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about it more. Uh, but it really, yeah, you're right. It really opens up your secondary choices, like things like line breaker, which can be denied by your opponent very easily and can at times be hard, difficult to achieve. All of a sudden, it's just shit. It's on the table. Yeah. It's just okay, cool. Do I want to do they, it this game or not? What are they going to do? Like five inch screen their whole deployment zone? Okay, I'm going to wait. Hold deployment from zone and score. <laughs> yeah. Like have fun sitting in your own zone. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. I like it a lot. So that that brings us to the end. Uh, that is all everything that Scion's got in this drop. And to be honest, they got a lot. I mean, they started from literally having um, one regiment, one stratagem, one t- uh, one um, sorry, one stratagem, which I believe they still get their stratagem, by the way, which is um, essentially all spec scan. Yeah, yep. um, you still can use that with these guys. It's it's actually really good. Um, but yeah, th- that is essentially all they had before this book. And now they've got six different regiments, six different roller traits, six different yeah everything. Um, I do wish there was more. Um, like one or two more generic ones, but I'm, admittedly, I'm complaining here because I just want a Taurus Prime to have, to have something. <laughs> but the, the, the two, like kill, kill Zone and Point Blank Efficacy, uh, for one CP, they are both uh, world-class. I don't know if that's a thing now, if I've just invented world-class stratagems. They're like A-tier, A-plus tier, S-tier stratagems. They, are your, they, they, they gave you some real bread and butter stuff to build around, which I think is great. Yeah, like if you're looking for explosive damage that costs pennies, this is the book. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yep, exactly right. Um, and sick models as well. Did, did we say that before? Yeah. Models are amazing. I admit, I was uh, I wasn't a fan of Torox Primes when I when the pictures came out. The pictures did not do them justice. They're far better in they're far better in person. These cute little trucks, I love them. And I've <laughs> yeah, little Tonka trucks. Um, Palatine enforcers from Necromunda as my scions. And oh man, there's so many cool things you can do with the scion kit. I love it. Dude, fantastic! I use um Enviro Hazard Cadians, the Ooh, Forge nice. God Cadian upgrade kits. Nice. I need to I need to do something to distinguish them though. I played them the other day on the weekend, and my my opponent for the first time, my opponent pointed out that he had trouble with them. Um, and so I think I'm just going to paint a like because they, they do they are the same colors as regular guardsmen. I've just painted them like they're Cadians because the whole story is they're the remnants of Cadia. They're like the, the guys that made it off the planet or survived, and they've been given the best possible kit to go and avenge their mm. avenge their planet. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm just going to paint a, a shoulder plaid different or something. Maybe give it a, a stripe or some kind. But yeah, dude, what do you think? Uh, so we we do a review now of, or sorry, we'll give it a, a rating for this book out of ten. Um, so how out of ten, how good do you think this was for Scions? So and then maybe out of ten, how how good do you think this was for Guard? Yeah. So I mean, trying to internally battle, balance it with Scions is interesting, isn't it? Because you don't have the same cheap obsec and you know big guns with Lehman Rusters as, as you know basic Astra Militarum. Um, I think mm. this was exceptional for Scions, and I think it brought them up from a faction that not many people looked at to a faction that yep. a lot like me, for example, like just a gen- generic Imperium player went, "Wow, these are these are really cool tools." Um, so yeah. I think it brought them up really nicely. Um, I guess balancing like what it did to guard, what this book did to guard, brought it up to like an eight out of ten for me for all of Astra Militarum. I think. Combined with some of the other guard things, I, I think it's awesome. For Scions to play as a mono, um, look, I mean, I'd put it at about a five or a six. Yeah. yeah. So I think to I think to for Scions as a mono, it's a 10 out of 10. Because Scions yeah. weren't a viable mono army before this, and they are now. They yeah. might not be good. Yeah, but they weren't even a fact. It wasn't even a thing. No, like if you, it, yeah. if you were playing mono science before, you were you were a legend in your community, but you were the guy who was going like one and four, yeah. two and two and three <laughs> on a good day. On a good day, two and three, um, and then you know all of a sudden one guy brought infiltrators, and you're like, well, I'm never playing this army again. But uh, <laughs> then, um, but how good this was for guard? I don't I don't know if this made a huge splash for guard as people make out, but this did make a really big splash for Imperium, like you yeah, say, because oh, this yeah. opened up. 
this opened up having um, a loyal 32 that was dynamic and punchy as well. Yeah. yeah. Especially in eighth edition. Uh, especially when these guys were the, the detachment that were getting your CP as well in eighth, like that was huge. Mm. Um, but now the fact that you can just squeeze in a little patrol or like pure Simon player is going to hate this, but a little patrol of whatever you like, <laughs> just do your job. Like, especially in an army that doesn't require like an army wide buff being pure, like that doesn't mm. require doctrine. So I'm thinking custodes, I'm thinking sisters, I'm thinking, you know, realistically, maybe even admech that I know their deep strikers are now pretty good. Um, you know, think, things like that that need a little bit of movement that don't have that efficient unit that can do it. And now all of a sudden Scions mm. unlock it for free with the free deep strikes yep. as well as stratagems. It's beautiful. It's lovely. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So if you were to rate, so, okay, if you were to rate mono Scions yeah. on usual F to S tier, S tier being things like uh, Admech, Death Guard, Marines, yeah. and F tier being, oh, I, I don't think there is an F tier army in ninth edition right now, but it would have been Grey Knights and Dark Angels last edition. Yeah. Uh, where would you put these guys? Well, considering my internal balance score was very different to yours, I'm going to mess this up. I, I would put them. That's I, fine. I would yeah. put them as somewhere in the B, like somewhere in the the low B to, to mid B. Personally, I, I don't think they have what it. Uh, I don't think they have what it takes to be S tier pure or A A tier pure. Um, yeah. um, yeah. But they are still. Yeah a solid force simply because they can trade cheap and simply because you have the volume of units to be niggly and annoying. Um, and, and you have these abilities to be tricky in those certain games. So yeah, I, I would rate them a B man. Yep. Oh, no, I agree with that. I'll probably C to C plus to B and B minus. So we're not too far off there, but, um, I think you were, you were, you needed to hit the nail on the head. Their bread and butter is that they trade up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They trade up, and we'll focus on that when we head into part two. So I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up for part one. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed that. We're trying to we're just trying to shine a spotlight on. I don't think signs have gone um, under the under the carpet. I think everyone looked at it and then uh, decided they weren't they weren't good enough. I don't I, I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve, so to speak. Yeah, but I suppose in the vein of what we did with Yunari last week and a couple of a month or more ago, we did with um another compatriot of yours, Liam Hackett, when we went to creations of Blyle. I like to, when I get the chance before, you know, naturally before we get stuck with codexes, to shine a light on stuff I think um, needs a bit more recognition and a bit more play because I really do, I actually rate Scions. I'm not sure if I rate them as a, I don't think I rate them as a mono. Um, I think they're good. I think they're a hell of a lot of fun as a mono. I do, I actually do rate them as a primary, however. Um, And we'll get to more on that in part two. So, Dude, Denise, thank you so much for coming on. Anything you'd like to tell the people about before we jump over to part two? Anything you want to plug on the way out? Yeah, um, I mean, just really quickly, anyone who's playing Mono Scions, please don't be put off by what we're saying. We, we still think there's a lot of power here, and definitely you are mm. going to become a better player if you run this and run it well and, and work hard to win your games. So, like, if you set yourself the challenge, go for gold. Um, second thing, yeah, of course, uh, thank you so much, Adam, for, for having me on. Um, it's really cool to... To, to talk about this stuff, but I could talk about it all night. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, as I said at the start, um, I'm part of the Normal Blokes podcast. Um, hit us up on on Facebook. You can find us on uh, Spotify, on on iTunes. But we've got a Facebook page, Normal Blokes 40k podcast. So hit us up, shoot us a message um, if you if you ever want help with lists and things like that, or if you just want to chat or or uh, tell me I don't know what I'm talking about with Scions. But uh, thank you so much <laughs> for uh, for having me on, man. It's it's great to to come, nah. to come full circle, isn't it? It's nice. 
Yeah, it is. It's pretty fun, isn't it? So, yeah, dude, thank you so much. If you want to join us over in part two, please feel free to sign up and support us on Patreon. We do are going to have a hell of a lot of uh, exciting stuff coming up. I might be doing a stats episode with the wonderful uh, Peter the Falcon and Joshua Diffie. We're going to be extracting data from BCP down at the pairings and all the great stuff and great stats the Falcon gathers. And we're going to be putting together a few exciting things, hopefully, in the woodworks. So I'm going to have a hopefully that episode coming up in the next week or two, depending on um, how what I have lined up for next week. But uh, so yeah, please jump in and support us on Patreon, guys. If you're not already there, you'll get the part two of this episode. Denise and I are going to go over. We're going to record part two. We're going to start writing lists, talking about mission structure, talking about primaries and secondaries, how you play the mission, what what missions you like, what you don't like, the matchups you like, the matchups you don't like. Um, so we're going to talk science primary. We're going to talk science mono. We're going to talk science as a, an allied force. We're going to talk about it from all perspectives. Really unpack everything we've really digested and um, broken down in this part. And kind of make it and see about making it work for you on the table. So yeah, jump over and join us there if you so wish. Um, I'd love to have you. Do have a Discord up and going soon. Hopefully I'll have that refined and being the well-oiled machine I want it to be. But yeah, hope to hear from you soon, guys. Thank you so much again, Denise, for joining us. And we'll see you on the next one, guys. Catch you. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. A content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.